you know, I never know what he's going to say. It, it's, it's like stepping up here, just what's he going to say, right? But good morning. It's great to see you. Great to be here with you. And uh, usually I'm over hanging out with the kiddos, and I love them, love being with them. And thank you to John and Steph and all the team over there taking care of them today. And um, what a kind of chilly morning, right? I Hey, welcome back, Nellie. I just looked out, and it's a, is it a little chilly for you today, Nellie? No? <laughs> she has been hanging out this summer in Columbia. And so welcome back. And um, But it's the beginning of a school year, right, and a new season. It's the beginning of our sweater weather. Sweater weather is my favorite. Notice I didn't say the bundling in clothes and shoveling snow, Pastor Dwayne. I didn't say that. I said the sweater weather, right? It's like the having enjoying the apple cider and the pumpkins and all the fall. It is my favorite. It is my favorite season. And this is one of the things, too, that I love about September and this season is all the kids go back to school. And we get back to a schedule. How many are schedule people that you're like, you know what, I love the routine. I love the schedule. I love schedule. I love to lay out the different things and check off the lists. How many of you are ones that when you do your to-do list and then you do something that's not on the to-do list, you actually write it on the to-do list after you've done it so you can check it off, right? That's me. I love the to-do list. I love to check it off. I love the schedule because I like when there's a plan. I like when we follow the plan. I like that. I'm not a huge one for surprises, and my family knows this, and this is what I have learned. For those who don't like surprises, people love to throw surprise parties for them. <laughs> I have had more surprise parties in my life that I'm like, okay, I actually don't like them. But you guys love to give them to me. And so we had, my birthday is in October, and we used to go to Canada for Canadian Thanksgiving because it falls about the same time. And like Thanksgiving, for those who don't know, we celebrate Thanksgiving in November, right? Canada celebrates it the second Monday of October, which for us is Columbus Day. And my birthday is October 12th. When I was a kid, I actually got my birthday off. Wasn't that fantastic? Great, great day. They don't do that anymore. But then, so we would go to Canada, and my birthday would just kind of get lost in Thanksgiving. Sort of like when your birthday is close to Christmas, it just kind of gets lost in the midst of the holiday, right? So my birthday would always kind of get lost in Thanksgiving, and I was fine with that. And so this was about 14 or 15 years ago. It was before Matt was born, and we'd gone to Canada, and it's about five-hour trip for us to come back from where we go in Canada. And so we were driving back that Tuesday, and we got to about, what is that, 90? Like, you know where Highway 90 is in Genoa? 
And we were coming down there, and Dave pulled off to go into the gas station there on the corner. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I just got to go in here for a second. And I'm like, literally, literally, we're like five minutes from home. Like, can't we just go home? He says, I just got to go in here for a minute. Okay. So he goes in the store, and he's in there for a little bit, and then he comes out. Okay, we're all ready to go. And I'm like, what did you get? Oh, I, I, just, I just had to go in there for a minute. I'm like, so weird. You went in there and bought nothing. Okay. And so we keep going down the road, and he and we pull in to our, this is when we were living at the parsonage, and we pull into the parsonage, and as we pull in, I see cars over here, parked over here in the parking lot. And I'm like, why are people at the church? Dave, I don't know. I don't know, maybe maybe they had a meeting or something. I was like, why would they have a meeting? You're not even here. Oh, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I'm like, there's no lights on in the church. Why are there cars parked there? I don't know, I don't know. So we pull into our dark house, darkened house, and all the kids stay in the car. Isn't that strange? Because normally they're piling out, and I'm the one cleaning up all the stuff from the trip and getting out uh, into the into the house. And I'm standing there. I'm in the car, and I'm like, come on. Why aren't you guys going in? Oh, go ahead, Mom. And I'm like, so weird. And I'm like, don't you? Okay, whatever. And so I'm picking up my stuff, picking up the snacks, and I walk in to our house, and I'm, for those who have been in the parsonage, you'll understand this layout, I walk into the front area, and I walk up the two little stairs, and I'm going to go into the kitchen, and as I go into the kitchen, where my house is, dark, I walk into the kitchen, and out of my peripheral vision, I look down the driveway, or not the driveway, I look down the hallway, is a man. <laughs> there is a man standing in my in my hallway. And I and I see it in my peripheral vision and I go, ah! Ah! and all these people go, surprise! <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm so glad you're here in my darkened house and thank you and they're like happy birthday thank you thank you <sighs> wonderful right I am not a fan of surprises right and but in our lives we get these kind of surprises don't we we get these things that hit us out of nowhere and we don't like our plans disrupted or moved about right and so we are looking today about how to handle it when those surprises kind of hit us that way, right? And knock, up, knock our plans out of order. Because we like the calm and... Don't we like the calm and 
we, you know, when we think about kids going back to school right now, we like the calm in our homes and the calm in the classroom. I don't know if that really exists, right? But we'll, we'll pretend, right? But we like that calm and secure environment. And we like it when life runs smooth, like that smooth running highway, right? We like the smooth running highway when it's just easy. Everybody stays in their lane. Isn't that nice when everyone stays in their lane? And sometimes we, we love the highway. It's like the, ah, what is that? Life is a highway, right? I want to ride it all night long, right? So we like the highway. We like the smoothness of it. We like to be in our bubble where we can control the situation and we got it going, right? But sometimes it doesn't lay out like that. And we can have some different things happening in our world, right? And so I've got three scenarios I want to talk about with the highway. So the highway, right, where we go down and life can be running along smoothly, the miles are ticking away, everything's going well, we've got good tunes going, good tunes on the radio, and then an engine light comes on. And we see the little indicator, we see the little light, and we're like, eh, I don't hear anything. It's fine. We'll just keep going. We'll pull off at the next light. We'll pull off at the next exit. We're fine. You might get a little side look from the spouse going, do you think we should pull off? Do you ever get that, honey? No. <laughs> so we, you know, we have that little indicator going on. It's fine. There's not a big deal. We're going to be fine. Going down the highway. And then... As we go further, we're like, oh, you know what? Still nothing's happened. Let's just keep going to the next exit. Next time we need gas, I'll pull off. I'll check it. We just keep going down the highway. And the indicator light is telling us something, right? We're fine. I don't hear anything. But then something happens, right? Maybe steam comes from the hood. Not a good indicator, <laughs> right? And then we shoot ourselves saying, why didn't I listen? Because now I'm on the side of the road, right? Why didn't I listen? Why didn't I pay attention? Scenario number one. Scenario number two, we're going down the highway. Things are going well. Everything's going good. And then someone else comes up behind us and they're kind of a bugger in our rearview mirror, right? We're looking going, uh, would you just go on past me? Would you just move on past, right? And then maybe they speed by you, and then they cut in front of you, and they slow down, right? And we're like, oh, right? Stay in your lane, get past, go on, right? We don't like that other interference coming at us, the other drivers, the other things that are coming at us, messing up our smooth highway, right? That annoyance. Another one is causing us trouble and causing disruption in our journey on our highway, right? 
messing with the peace in our heads. Scenario no, number three, we are riding down the highway. We have checked the fluids. We have checked the tires. We've done all the maintenance that we have needed to do. We're like, yes, we got it. We're going. We're going to make it. And then as we go down the highway, bam, we're either sideswiped, we're hit out of nowhere, something falls off the car that we weren't inspecting, right? Something happens that we had followed all the rules, we had done all the maintenance, but yet life, something happens, and bam, it's messed up the journey. Our lives are like that. Our lives get disrupted, hijacked, we get broken down, and we're at a loss. That's how it happens sometimes in our lives. And we can have the best laid plans, but that doesn't mean that it follows the plan. It doesn't follow that. And this can play out in a variety of ways in our lives. We can have a breakdown of a relationship with our spouse, with a family member, with a coworker, where we have a breakdown. We can have unexpected news come our way, and it makes us reevaluate our whole season and what's happening. And we're like, where did this come from? What was this about? We can get a diagnosis or a health concern that we're like, wait, I was doing all the right things. Why do I have this now? We can have financial issues that catch us off guard that we're like, what? I didn't see this coming. And so in our lives, we can have those kind of best laid plans, but that doesn't mean that's how they play out. And in Proverbs 16, 9, this is what we're looking at today. It says, in their hearts, humans plan their course. We plan our course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And what does that mean? It means that following God's direction, it brings stability. It brings st stability to our lives because this is what we know. We make plans. We can have a good plan and a good direction and a goal because that's what we need to do. Humans plan their course. We plan it out, and it's a good thing. We don't want to live our lives where we just, ah, whatever comes, comes, right? We make a plan. We do those things. And this is the thing. The Lord establishes their steps. And as I was praying and thinking over this, I was like, establish their steps? What does that even mean, establish their steps? So how, what is that? And establish means to bring in this context. It means bringing into, being into a firm and stable basis where God will give us a firm place to stand where we can have that solid ground in which we can be on. And we trust God to guide our steps. We trust him to guide our steps. And this doesn't mean that when he gives us a firm place to stand, that we can just be willy-nilly choosing whatever we want because there will be consequences to the choices that we make, right? Like we can have a course that's going to totally take us off, and yet God, and we say, is God going to bless that? Well, He's going to lay out a course for us. It's our choice to follow those. And this is what it says. Proverbs 16.3 says this. Commit to the Lord 
whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. But with the first step is committing it to him, right? It's not just willy-nilly whatever we want. And Proverbs 16.29 says this, whoever gives heed to instruction, we give heed to instruction, they prosper, and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. We have a responsibility in that as well. And in our days, no matter what our journey's like, good or bad, we trust God and we follow his leading because there will always be disruption in our plans. And this is the thing. Our disruption, it can be from our own doing. It can be from the doing of others. It can just be life circumstances. It can be the enemy. It can also be God moving you in the direction that you need to go. That disruption can also be from God moving you to, hey, we want to do this work in you, and I'm going to disrupt your world a bit to get you to the place where you need to be. And so when we look at this and we say, yeah, I've got this plan, but how do I live out this life to say, God, establish my steps. I want that firm place. So how do we follow those steps that the Lord has laid out for us? The is we have to surrender the struggle. Dave actually talked about this last week when he was talking about how we hold things and then we have to let them go, right? We have to surrender the struggle. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 says this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him. That means lay that down. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Where we sometimes get ourselves in trouble is when we try and push our way through. Where we say, you know what? I know the direction I need to go here. I know what way we want to go. And we say, this is what I want to do, right? Our struggle comes in when we don't give way to what God is doing in our lives. That's where our struggle comes in. Where we say, you know what? No, I got this. I got this figured out. I'm kind of that way, right? When I like to have my plan, I say, no, this is the plan. This is what we're following. This is what I, this, this is what I laid out. This is a good thing. God, if you would get on my timetable on this, I think it would go swimmingly. And he says, yeah, well, let's go my way, right? And so I am one who I have to surrender my own way and say, okay, God, you know, maybe I don't know it all. (laughs) What? Right? We need to surrender our struggle because when we do that, we say, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I don't see the full picture like God sees the full picture. And we need to surrender that. That thing we're holding on to, that situation that we want to control, that thing that we want for our way, we have to not try and put that square peg in the circle, right? We have to surrender our struggle and let that go. Secondly, we need to trust his leading. Trust his leading. 
those indicator lights of life, those indicator lights on the dash, they're telling you something, right? They're telling you something. In our lives, the Holy Spirit is that indicator, that light indicator saying, don't do that. I tell this to the kids over in Kids Zone all the time. I say, you need to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I say to them, hey, kids, have you ever had where your mom has said to you, don't eat the cookies because we're going to eat dinner? And she leaves, and you sit there and go, at that cookie. That looks so good. That looked so good. Do you know what? Mom's not going to miss that one cookie. And then you go to slide over to get that cookie and there's a voice in your head that says, don't do it. Don't do it. And you get closer and closer. I tell the kids, that's the voice of the Holy Spirit telling you, don't do it. Don't disobey. In our lives, God tells us that. The Holy Spirit is there as a life indicator for us, saying, here's the light. Something's going on. Pay attention. I'm the Holy Spirit. I'm leading you and guiding you. Trust his direction that he has for your life. Listen to those indicator lives because when we listen to him, we're like, you know what? I'm paying attention that I don't know all the answers. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom tells us, I need to listen to that divine assistance that's coming to me. When you, We've had this whole summer this year, this summer of Proverbs, the book of wisdom. I encourage you, go back even and listen to some of those sermons, listen to the sermons even though I'm over there in kid zone, I come back, I, on Sunday afternoons, I sit down and I watch the service. And sometimes Dave will take his nap and he'll get up and he'll be like, oh, oh, you're listening to me. Never mind. <laughs> he doesn't like to listen to him. He doesn't like to watch himself, hear himself. So I go off so he doesn't have to do that. Right. But go back, listen to that and say where this wisdom piece I want to hold on to, you know, that I I want to accept that divine assistance because when we do that and we orient our lives in the direction that God is leading us with our thoughts, with our speech. Have you ever had where you're in a conversation and you want to say something and there's that voice in your head that says, don't say it. Don't say it. And you really want to speak your mind, right? You really want to say, this is, you want to hear what I have to say about it? And the Holy Spirit's in there saying, don't say it, right? We, wisdom tells us, listen to that voice. Follow that indicator in your life because those ways are strong and sturdy, established steps. We have to trust his leading and what he has for us. When we lean in and listen and follow that direction, that's when we gain the wisdom. Because God, to me, when I think about it, he's like our GPS in our life, right? GPS in our life. And when we think about that, God is patient, he does not force his way with us. 
And so just like the GPS in your car doesn't force you to turn the steering wheel, does it? It says, turn right at the next corner. And we keep going straight. And what does it say? Recalculating. Recalculating. Right? That's what God does in our lives. Right? Like, we can go down and he says, turn this way. Go this way. And we say, I think I'll go this way. Do you know what? God will get us where we need to be as we follow his leading. Right? We will get where we need to be. But just like with GPS, it's a recalculating right, that we recalculate, and it will take us longer, just like in our car, when it recalculates, it's going to take us longer to get there, there's more roundabout, but as we listen and obey and follow his leading, he'll get us there, just like our GPS gets us there, God will get us there as we follow his leading, and when we follow his direction, this is the thing, when we follow his direction, we don't need to force our way. Revelations 3, 7 says this. God opens doors that no man can shut. And he shuts doors that no man can open. When we are following his leading, we don't need to force our way. We don't have to make it all fit. We can trust his leading because he will open the doors as we walk through them. And if we're not supposed to go in a direction, he will close that door that no amount of force will open it. So we can trust his leading. And lastly, we want to do this. We want to take notice of the trail. This is what I love. Psalms 23, 6 says this, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This passage tells us where we can find the goodness of God. We can't see the future. We can't see the future. And in the present, sometimes all we see is this current situation. All we see is the valley that we are in. All we see is the obstacles that we're coming up against. That's all we see in today. All we see is the trial or the valley we're walking through. But in the past, we can see God's goodness. We can see how he has been faithful along the journey. He has been there with us. He has wasted nothing. He has used every circumstance, and it's working for our good. He wastes nothing. And all those troubles, all those difficulties, I may be facing, I may be in them now, but I can look back and I can see the faithfulness of God in my life. You can see the faithfulness of God saying, you know what? You have been faithful. You have been good. And you have watched over. And we can look behind you. When you think to yourself, you know what? My future looks bleak. My future, I don't know what's up ahead. I'm unsure of what is there. I don't know which way to go. And we look at our present and we say, it is a messy, messy present. And when you feel overwhelmed, you say, you know what? I'm going to look back and see the faithfulness of God. I see that trail of goodness behind me. 
and we take notice of that trail. We see and we take notice of it. And this is the good thing to know. We can see the goodness in our yesterdays. And this is what I love. In Hebrews 13.8, it says, He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we see his goodness in the yesterday, we're going to see his goodness in the present. And we are going to see his goodness in the future. So he is the same. We need to take notice of the trail. We need to get take notice of what he is doing in our lives and take notice of the goodness. Because when we find ourselves where we don't know what's next, we say, God, help me see your goodness. Help me see those things that are around me. When we find ourselves in a place where we're complaining about the people that are traveling with us on the highway, we can stop and say, God, right now I'm complaining. Right now I'm not loving this. God, help me to notice just three, just three ways that you are good. Help me see three gifts of your presence with me. Right? We need to look for the goodness of God in our lives. When we are lost and we feel alone, we say, God, help me see your presence. Help me feel your presence in this. Matthew 7 tells us this. If we ask, we will receive. When we seek, we will find. When we knock, the door will be open to us. When we think, I don't see the goodness, ask, seek, knock, look for it, take notice of it, follow the trail of his leading. Because when we look back and we see his faithfulness and goodness following us, we know, do you know what? He gave me a firm place to stand. I've got a firm place to stand here now. I'm going to have a firm place to stand. We don't always see the future. We don't always know the very next step that we're supposed to take, but we can follow his leading and we can make the plan but we can also trust that he will establish those steps. Those things that have knocked us off course and those situations that are causing disruption in your life, the surprises that are good and bad, the things you've seen in your week, you may not know what they are, but we can trust his word. And one of the scriptures that I love to make personal for myself is Psalms 37, 23. It says this, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. When we delight in him, though you may stumble, though I may, though you may stumble, you will not fall for the Lord upholds you with his right hand. He upholds you. His promise This is what I love. His promise goes on in verse 25 to say this. I was young. I'm now old. But I have never seen the righteous forsaken. He is faithful through all of it, and we can see his goodness in it. Our God is faithful no matter where we find ourselves, in the surprises of life, in the hard places of life. We know that we can find ourselves, this truth is solid, that following his direction 
it brings stability to our lives. He will establish our steps. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word to us. We thank you, God, that you are faithful. But, Lord, we can see your goodness in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the way you have been before, and you are with us now, and you will be with us in our days to come. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. And maybe you're here this morning, and you have a decision to make about that struggle that you're holding on to, those things in your life where you're saying, you know what, I need to surrender my struggle. Just like Dave talked about last week, of saying, you know what, I need to let those things go. And maybe you did that last week, and you're like, here I am again because I picked it up again. And God says, that's okay. We're here again to surrender our struggle. And you say, you know what, today I'm holding on to some stuff that I need to surrender and let go of. And you need to follow his leading in that. If that's you today and you're like, you know what, I'm struggling with this and I need to let go of that struggle, I want to pray with you. If that's you, if you raise your hand, I want to do that for you. I see those hands. I see those. And maybe you're facing a difficult decision, and you know what? You're unsure of what your next steps are going to be, and you need that wisdom and discernment. You're like, God, I actually need your indicator lights to tell me where to go and what to do. I need that direction. If that's you and you're saying, you know what, I have a difficult decision and I need God's wisdom, I want to pray with you. If you want to raise your hands, I see that hand. I see those. Thank you. And maybe you're here today and you've had your eyes focused on all the worries of today and tomorrow. And you need to choose to look for the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And you're saying, you know what, today I'm going to do that. I want to not be worried about tomorrow and today, but look for the goodness of God. If that's you, I want to pray for you too. If you raise your hands, I see those hands. God, I thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. God, I thank you that you are the God who is with us in our struggles and that you give us the wisdom and direction that we need for our lives. God, I thank you that you have left behind us a trail of your faithfulness and your goodness in our lives. Lord, help us to be those who take notice, who lean into that and say, God, you were faithful before. God, help me see your faithfulness and walk in those steps that you have for us today. Lord, thank you that you are with us in that. Lord, lead us and guide us in these weeks ahead, this coming week. God, that you would give us those indicator lights, those things that we need to see in our lives and make changes in. God, help us to see them and be wise in surrendering them and yielding to your leading. 
And God, I pray that you would help us to see those gifts of goodness in our lives because you are so good. You are so good to us, God. Help us to take notice of it. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness and love to us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite you to stand with us because we're going to sing this song of the goodness of God. And in this, it talks about how it says, your goodness is running after me. Your goodness is running after me. Do you know what we need to do? We need to slow down enough to look and see that and actually let those good, that goodness captivate us, capture us, catch us, and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to pay attention to that goodness. And a different way that we're... I want to end today is this. While Pastor Dwayne leads us in this song, I invite you to actually take some steps. Take some steps of action today. Maybe you want to just reflect on your journey and say, God, thank you for your goodness. God, thank you for the work that you're doing in my life. Help me to see that. And as we sing, you just worship and say, God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for being faithful all the days of my life. And maybe you're like, I have this struggle, and I need to let that struggle go. This altar area is the perfect place to lay it down. To say, you know what, God, I'm going to bring this up here, and I'm going to lay that down I'm going to surrender that struggle because I don't want to hold it anymore. And I want to trust it into your hands. This place is open for you to come and lay that down. Or maybe you're thinking, I want someone to stand beside me because I've got a situation where I need prayer. Do you know what? That's what we're here for. To stand with you, to pray with you, to encourage you. I'm going to be down here to meet you at the altar, Pastor Dave, be here to meet you at the altar where you say, you know what, I just want someone to come alongside and encourage and pray with me. That's what we're here for. So I want you to take those steps today. Maybe it's surrendering and saying, God, I want to see your goodness and I'm looking for it. I'm actively looking for your goodness in my life. Maybe it's, I need to surrender and let this go, or I'm coming to say, walk beside me. I need prayer today. And maybe you're like, you know what? I want prayer today, and I want to bring someone with me to stand with me. Absolutely, that is welcome to do, right? We are here to support and walk with you and in all of our journeys to see the goodness of God. So are you ready? Here we go.